0: g Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What's going on, Keith? What's going on, Jay? Good morning, good morning. Morning, 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 morning. What a night. Things popped off yesterday, huh? Even when there isn't a lot of, you know, NFL or NBA or there's uh, D- Dodgers haven't played the Giants and the like hey, all that stuff, hey, there's hey, always that's stuff.
1: Tonight. <laughs> that's tonight. Big one for you, Key. We, we'll
2: Big game for that. you, Key.
1: Yeah, know, we gonna handle it, man. We we I'm you know, I'm gearing up. I'm praying. I'm hoping. I'm doing all the things right.
2: <laughs> I love when kid gets nervous. No,
1: it's I not. ain't nervous. I'm I know. Just, is you, uh, you gonna start cooking? You gonna start pacing the right, in the kitchen? We got the right guy. You know, I'm eating out tonight. We got the right guy on the mound tonight, and so I think we'll be okay. All we'll right. see. We'll see what happens as we move forward. You know, while you guys continue to. Reshape your offseason in New York for the Yankees. (laughs) We're going to continue to hack at it up in in the Bay Area against the Giants. Hal
0: Steinbrenner and uh, Brian Cashman, I blame you for this indignity. People have been talking for uh, Kyrie Irving because he has been silent until now. He is now speaking for himself, went on his uh, IG Live. And this is what he had to say yesterday in a post.
3: I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things. And don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game, uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that, shit, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said. Uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself.
2: So I I want people to hear me and and mark this down. I, I stand by Kyrie. You know, you're not playing this game by anybody else's rules but yours when it comes to your decision process and how you're coming to make that decision. Everybody else has been saying, how come he's not talking? Because he's processing. And for Kyrie Irving, he's allowed the time to process. This is his personal choice, Key. It sounded to me listening to the IG Live last night and then again this morning that he understands the consequences that come along with his decision. But there have been a lot of people that have been speculating what Kyrie stands for. Now, somebody can then say, well, he's had optimal time to utilize the podium and to speak his voice. Well, maybe the guy is going through the process of saying, how do I connect with the team? What does the team want me to say? What do I feel comfortable saying? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the the build up, the climax that has happened allows the voice for Kyrie to be bigger on a bigger platform because we've been waiting to hear the voice kind of like a politician saying, now that I have everybody's attention, now you need to hear what I say. I think that's smart, but Kyrie has, the right to make his own personal choice about this decision. People may not like it, but you don't need to like it. It does not matter. This is Kyrie's choice about what he deems he feels important to make his own decision. I think you that's what, very important to say, Key. You,
1: yeah, yeah, that that is. And you know what, Jay? He calculated it perfectly because there are so many people out there, as you alluded to, that wants to speak – for professional athletes, especially in this situation for Kyrie. That's why I was never one that stepped out there. I'm going to wait to hear that man speak before I start talking because I can't just assume that he's going to quit and millions of dollars are there or he's going to back out on his teammates and he's not going to get vaccinated or he is vaccinated. All All the narratives and all the different things that's out in the universe that people are saying about Kyrie, I don't know Kyrie. So I can't make that claim. All I know is that people say that he's a little different. That may be the case, but I've never heard him say he wasn't going to do this and do that. Now I got a clear understanding based on what he said on his Instagram story. And we all heard it. And now I can say, okay, but I also heard his teammates say that they've already talked to him and they've met as a unit. That is important to me because that means that they understand that they're on the same page with him and they're going to move forward in their season. And they're going to allow him and give him the time that he needs with his family or whoever his people are that he needs to make a decision with at the time and place that he's going to take care of the business so he can join the team. Not this, he's this and Kyrie's that and none of that. I I, I am a hundred percent with him. He wants the time is his platform now He's gotten He's given us all the information that he wanted to give us about why he's taking the time to do what he's doing. And in such due time, when he joins the team, if and when he does it, they'll keep playing basketball and he'll join them and try to help them win. That's, that's, that's what the message is to me opposed to trying to sit there and say that Kyrie wants to pass some money or Kyrie's going to retire. He simply said that's not the case. So that's what I got to believe and take it with face value.
0: There are a couple things here. Um, number one. In America, I would fight for anyone's right to say, you're not sticking something in my arm that I don't want there, period. No one's going to stick anything in your arm you don't want there. And if Kyrie's like, nope, this is my body, you're not putting anything in there, I'm with it. And I would fight for that, For you know, like, no, no, no. that's his choice. But there are consequences to your decisions. Mm-hmm. And, for example, if you come into work, an employer also has the responsibility to keep other employees safe um, and – you know, if you recall, Dr. Fauci originally with the vaccines, the speed with which we get everyone vaccinated is important. It is a public health crisis. You hear a lot of people saying it's are private decisions. OK, but it is a public health crisis. They have an effect on it has an effect on people around you. But Kyrie is absolutely right in terms of his process, his decision. That's a that's a personal matter. But then you don't get to come into work right now. That's the first thing. The second thing is, when Max, he says, you don't
2: get to come into work in San Francisco. In New and York. New York, that's right. And New York, okay. That's right. But other people get to come into work. I just that, want to clarify that, that point for that's, you. That, that's right. Okay.
0: okay. And, and in fact, if we had mandates all over the country, many more people would be vaccinated, we'd be in a better position. That's the first thing. That's according to the consensus of the scientific community says that. Overwhelming consensus worldwide. Now, and, and this kind of like impression that's left that's it's too controversial to talk about, It's not. There's overwhelming consensus in the scientific community about this. Now, that said, that doesn't mean that someone doesn't get to make a private decision. They do. And it also doesn't mean that Kyrie has to be on everyone else's timetable. He's right about that, too. It's on his, like, wait, wait a minute. Just because the media needs something, because they need something on sports media the next day, I need to make, no, 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 no. I'll do it when I want to do it. However, there are also consequences to behavior in that sense if you're a public figure. If you're a public figure... And you have access to your IG Live any moment you want it. It's tough for people to hear you didn't even have a chance to address this publicly because you have a chance to address it publicly whenever you want. You choose not to. That's your choice. That's sure. But then it's hard to complain about speculation because, of course, people are going to speculate.
2: I agree with you on the speculation part. Um, but you also have to understand, in key, this yeah. is just how athletes are built. And naturally, I don't think Kyrie Irving is a politician, man. I don't think, you know, Kyrie held up a piece of paper last night in his IG. And he said, here are all my points that I wanted to get across. But it felt like Kyrie was talking more from the heart. So as it relates to being a politician, I know we have to go and we'll continue this in the next segment. Like politicians are very strategic with how they say things. Kyrie was talking more from the heart. And as an athlete, when you hear people say things about you, you take things personally. I'm not saying it makes it right but it's naturally how you are programmed from the time you've been younger because that serves as motivation for you. But we'll continue this conversation.
0: Much more on this Kyrie Irving discussion coming up in a matter of moments. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, your smart speakers, wherever you get your podcasts.
4: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
0: Let's continue the Kyrie Irving conversation here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. And it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. One thing Kyrie said that we have not heard yet. Um, We haven't heard heard it on this show from him uh, about the mandates, the the, the vaccine mandates, which I want to play for you now. Here is Kyrie on the New York City mandate to be vaccinated.
3: You know, if if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions, or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue before the season started. This this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my, my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me?
2: You See, I think there are a lot of times in life, Key, where you can compartmentalize your sport and your personal life, right? A lot of people do that. I ask people all the time, how do you balance the two? This, to me, is not one of those times. Your personal life and your work life are one. When there are municipalities in certain cities that all of a sudden come into effect, that alters and affects your work life, due to your personal decisions. And I think Kyrie very acutely described that, hey, coming into the season, we had championship aspirations. I was with my squad. We were on the same page. Kevin Durant, James Harden, and I, we added depth. We were ready to go. But due to this municipality in New York City, which requires mandates, now all of a sudden, just like the game of basketball, you go into a game with the scouting report, sometimes the scouting report changes mid-game. And this is one of those scenarios that the scouting report has changed. And Kyrie, I think, properly articulates that key about this is why this is my decision now based upon this wasn't my decision before.
1: Yeah, and and so what he's saying now is he wants to take a little bit of time and figure out what the best situation is for him and his family without everybody jumping to judgment to speak for him. Now, people would say, Jay. Oh, he's had all this time. They've gone through training camp. It's like, hold on, man. You don't know what that time means for him. That time might mean to the end of the damn season. We don't know. I'll wait for him to tell me that opposed to trying to jump ahead of his thought process and talk for him. I don't want to ever get caught up in that, trying to speak for somebody just because he got a platform and we assume that he's going to go on his platform that we think, He should go on to say something at an appropriate time. But because he didn't, we jump out in front and start running and running our mouths and get caught, just get caught completely red handed and wind up looking real foolish because he comes back behind you and says what he said last night.
0: Right. But there are there are two separate issues again. But also one is. But also
1: he do understand the consequences of his actions. He's very clear at that. That's why he met with his teammates, and I'm sure his coaching staff and all the people involved articulated that to him, that, hey, here is the situation. If you don't do this, this is what's going to happen. And he told them, I understand that because I hear that very clear in his message. Okay,
0: so there are two situ- two different issues here for me. One is the timeline Point of view, the consequence of the behavior. Point of view, all that kind of stuff. I agree with you guys, and and Kyrie for that matter. Mm -hmm. But then there's a separate issue, which where I think opinions diverge, and it is the judge. Like when he says he needs more time, I'm all for that. No one has to rush you, even if you just have a funny feeling about something. Every scientist in the world could be telling you the same thing. You're like, you know what? I just in my own stomach no 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 don't hold me me on Max hold on one sec hold
1: on Max just hold on one sec we are not doctors okay we are not doctors and so from a science standpoint yes it's cool it's clear all of those things but we are not doctors we're talking about basketball and this man's thought process and what his
0: beliefs are right that so let me you finished your point now I'd like to finish mine that's one thing. I agree with you about that. In other words, if his gut is telling him, even if everyone in the world said one thing, every scientist every but he said, "You know what? In my gut, this is just happening too fast. You know, I just I don't feel right." That's his right, and mm-hmm. I support that. That's separate from making a judgment about that. You can, you can support his right to do that and everything else and do it on his timeline and understand and sympathize or empathize even with that feeling like it just doesn't feel right. But then you can also make a judgment about how long it takes someone to come to a conclusion that seems obvious to you, and many people are also making that judgment. So, so it's one thing to say, look, he can do that and don't put words in his mouth, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, no doubt. It's another thing to say, don't judge him. Oh, he will be judged. He's a public figure. There's information available to everyone. And people form their own judgments, not only but, for themselves, but about other people. I, I, I
2: don't think Kyrie has a problem with being
0: judged. I think it's at to
2: what level he's being chastised. Mm-hmm. Yes. That he's become the poster boy for this. As if, if he were to make this decision, then that will alternatively affect millions of other people that will then all of them make a decision. I do want to bring up an interesting caveat, though. Because Kyrie is owed $33.3 million. Now, throughout the cities that he, he can't play in the city of New York, so that is 41 games in Brooklyn, 43 games in New York City for the New York Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, 43 games. So he will be paid for all the games that he, he plays away from the city of New York. Okay, that's what they dictate. but. Michelle Roberts, who is the head of the Players Association, did come out and say, because the NBA said, hey, we're going to dock players in the cities that are not vaccinated due to their non participation. Municipality, obviously, New York City. Michelle Roberts said, we'll see about that. There have been reporting that we've agreed that if a player who was not able to play because of his non vaccination status, that they could be docked, pay. We did not agree. The league's position is that they can. We'll see. If we get to that point, we'll see. So, this is not a foregone conclusion that Kyrie is not going to be paid. He still could be compensated for his services. Once again, I, I continue to clarify, Keith. What services would those be? Due to the CBA, that these are an unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. Unprecedented times. No, he's, the he- CBA did not factor into a pandemic. And a mandate of a vaccine.
0: Yeah, and Michelle Roberts is doing her job. She yes. represents the players' financial interests. Of yes. course, she's going to challenge that and say, "Hey, that's not been determined yet." But when you just say for his services, he is not, just as a statement of fact, he is not at the moment providing services because a new rule has been put into place that oh, mandates oh. that he cannot. Oh. Well, and by the way, by the way, he can.
2: No, he chooses not to. The, the team chooses for him not to participate. Don't get that twisted. The team came yes. out. And so they that, choose that for him said, not to participate. In those he can other still games, participate right. his services on the road.
0: Right. If he you're can't talking due to a about, municipality. I here think in that York. is a completely fair uh, point to bring up if you're Michelle Roberts. Wait a minute. In places where there's no vaccine mandate, if the team is choosing to institute that rule, however many games because he's got to subtract stuff in, in LA and you know what well, let's say it's thirty odd games, he still needs to be paid for those because he is willing to play those games, that's fair. I, I think that's fair. It's a fair
2: point to yeah, make. He, yes, he can play on the road. Yeah, and, that, and well, that's a point, too, that everybody was so confused about. So in L.A. and San Francisco, Max, he can travel to L.A. and San Francisco and play because he's not a local resident mm-hmm. of there, but he can't participate in New York, which leaves people flabbergasted anyway, Key. How the hell can you not play in New York where you can travel to another city that mandates the vaccination and play there? That's a confusing yeah.
1: aspect of it. Well, I'm glad you talked about the cba because that's something i did not know but you Mm -hmm. are the basketball expert on the show so i will refer to you in all of those things thank you that's straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless (laughs) no
0: contract no compromise that was some straight talk speaking of unprecedented times jay the las vegas raiders Mm. are in an i guess you could say it's an unprecedented situation in the middle of the season i can't think of another one quite like it we'll see how they respond Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J., Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN News, the ESPN <sighs> app. Wherever, you, wherever there is communication, there is this radio show. Guys, um, by the way, you can call in on the Dr. Pepper Call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's the biggest concern you have about your NFL team? But um, this Gruden fallout obviously is ongoing. Mike Mayock, the Raiders GM, said had a press conference yesterday, and which said a lot of stuff, but the following is some of it, on how the Raiders players and coaches are doing. Listen to this.
5: I've talked to several of the black players. Okay, I think we've reached out to a bunch of players, black and white. Um, Everybody's got emotions and feelings. I've talked to some of the people in my department that are black and my 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 director of pro scouting. And I just said, DJ, I can't put myself in your shoes. Help me. okay? so uh, we've spent a pretty good amount of time trying to trying to help these guys and talk with these guys and not talk out at them, but with them. Um, and the other thing I would say is just, uh, for Carl, let's be honest. He's a community of one that's openly gay. Okay. Um, we do have a large community of African-American players and, and I'm trying to do, we're trying to do everything we can for that community as well, obviously. Uh,
2: reactions guys, please go ahead. Key. You take the mic.
1: No, I I just, was just Mm. trying to process what Mike Mayock said there. Um, you know, in, 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 terms of speaking to black players, African-American players, minority players, whatever the case may be, speaking to call Nassip, the defense alignment, who was openly gay and referring to him as one in the community, I would push back on that say and say, yes, he may be one in terms of football, but that doesn't mean it doesn't affect the community as a whole. It doesn't affect people that are not openly gay, that we don't know anything about in professional sports or in football. I just think that there's some bad PR spinning going on in Las Vegas. Um, you know, and, and quite frankly, I don't want to hear from Mike Mayock any damn way. I want to hear from the owner and Mark Davis. That's who I want to hear from. I want, I want Mark Davis to tell me how he feels about the situation that just happened with his former head coach. That, that's what I want him to tell us. I don't want him to tell us that he's not talking about it right now and go and, and speak to the NFL if you want to find out. If, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear him. It's his team. The general, it's not the general manager's team. It's Mark Davis's team who is the owner. But this is why you have a lot of dysfunctional organizations, because you have people who are handed things that act like they don't know how to run it a certain way. So that's that's what I got to say about the situation.
2: Mark Davis, I think that the unwillingness to publicly address this situation is inexcusable. I frankly think it's cowardly. Uh, Optically, it seems like his hand was forced that he had to fire John Gruden, which I think sets a really poor example for the players and other executives on the Raiders organization. The fact that Mike Mayock, that Josh Jacobs, that Derek Carr, that Darren Waller have to address the media and try to dance around these issues, uh, not knowing their owner's stance on the issue I think puts them in a very precarious situation. And this is one of the things that's always bothered me, Key, about these organizations, you know, dealing on business, you deal with Fortune 100 companies, Fortune you know 500 companies. It's Fortune 32 companies right here, okay? I'm talking about some of the most uh, you know, revenue-grossing companies in the world, NFL franchises. Mm. The fact that when you sit down with a CEO, before they go on CNBC or before they publicly make an address, They literally go into a war room and they sit down with people on their media team and say, "Okay, here is this script. Here are our talking points. Here are things that if you say this, this could give off the wrong impression. Every company has this. I do not understand if Mike Mayock was in this situation, why somebody internally from the Raiders organization would not sit down with him and say, you don't say, hey, I spoke to the black players. You say, I spoke to our players. <laughs> or I spoke to I, Darren Waller. Kate. Or I spoke to Josh Jacobs. I, I, I didn't speak to a community of one. Hey, hey, I Jay, speak to Jay. a I community laugh, of millions man. of people. I and Carl laugh. Nassib. You know what I mean? Why, why yeah. say these things?
1: A, a, absolutely. I just laugh when he – I just laugh. It, it Max, I just laugh. Because there's a certain way you can address this. <sighs> but clearly – you don't know how to address it. It just makes me laugh. I, I chuckle when I hear people say things like that. It's almost like you're so uncomfortable. Like you really are uncomfortable having this conversation. And you they put you out there out front like you said. And when you look at it, it just doesn't look good at all. And then when you talk about the players, Okay, Derek Carr spoke and I, I appreciate the way he spoke, especially yesterday, about the situation. Mm-hmm. As he said, there's no place for this. Like you don't want to, you know, you, you don't want to be a part of that. And Darren Waller, what you I mean? They gave him an opportunity to become a professional athlete after going through so many different things in his life. So he feels a certain way about the organization. And Josh Jacobs is just a young man who's still early in the stages of his career. He's trying to get to the second contract. He doesn't know what to say. You you roll those guys out out there because they're your star players and they assume that people want to hear them when that may not be necessarily the case. People want to hear true feelings. People don't want to hear, Oh, I'm going to serve you guys with these individuals because we kind of know what they're going to say about our organization.
0: What strikes me about what he said first was Carl Nassib is a community of one in terms of being openly gay. And forget about the percentages of gay people in the population and everything else, which is, you know, anywhere, it's, it's, let, let's say one out of 20, at, when you look at studies and stuff like that, who identify that way, whatever. The point is, if you have 100 people in an organization, the odds that there are fewer than five, a half dozen gay people, it's extremely low, right? It's not going to be, it's, not, it's very low that it's one guy. Who's, so the question is, why is he a community of one? As he doesn't, he didn't say as gay. He meant openly gay. Why? Because of stuff like the Gruden emails. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. why. That's yeah. the reason. Because people are closeted because they understand the environment that they're working in is people in positions of power are hostile to them. Right? Okay. So that's the first thing. And then the other thing is, Jay, you said it. I reached out to several of our, but just our players. Oh. You know, I, I, it, There's something that is. Uh, tone deaf about it. Let's put it that way. It's almost like when you hear people say, and sometimes just language changes, you know, this percentage of blacks, even when I hear that, I'm thinking, wait, you mean black people or or whites or something? You know, you mean white people? There's, There's sometimes language that indicates that the person is not Uh, kind of, uh, that the person is, the way they're thinking about it, the language they're using betrays the, the idea that they are thinking about it from a bygone era, and that's what it sounded like to
2: me. Key, if you were on this team, I mean, obviously you would speak your mind to Mark Davis and to Mike Mayock, but who is the player on this team that has to serve in that capacity? Because obviously it seems like their eyes are a little bit closed. Is there anybody that warrants that type of stature? that can speak his mind openly internally to help them navigate this?
1: I think they all warrant it. It's just a matter, as I said before, when you start to break down different things, a team is put together by the makeup of a coach, and a coach wants a certain personality. And when you go back and you think about the personality of Jack Del Rio, tough, gritty, ex-player, You think about Reggie McKenzie, the former general manager who happens to be black, who was fired by John Gruden, who I believe now is a major consultant down for the Miami Dolphins. Tough, played football, has a certain way of doing things. Uh, Most of his guys, those guys that they drafted or signed as free agents or whatever, and the makeup of the team, are not there anymore. Four years removed, John Gruden has put his stamp and his personality on the team so that people will answer to him in how he wanted to dictate things. So when you have players that are on their first contract or players that are respectful or graceful or or appreciated of, of, of the fact that you have giving them a second opportunity like a Darren Waller, they won't step out there and be forceful in their real opinions because they don't know the backlash that they may get in the organization at the time. Now that Rich Basaccia is taking over, it's going to be a totally different situation because Rich is true to his core values I I haven't even been in the Raiders' locker room, and I could tell you to a man, they love him, and I haven't even been there, that they love him, completely love him, and will do whatever he asks because that's who he is. So the makeup of the team is going to shift, and you will see players step up and start to say things that other players, when Groot was there, wouldn't say because it's okay now that Rich is there. It's almost like... Somebody being stuck in prison, and and have and feel a certain way, and when they're let out of that, out of that prison, it's okay now. They can get back into society and function. Being with Gruden, I'm sure a lot of those players felt like they were in prison and couldn't say nothing. But now you will see a different side and personality for many of them, including the quarterback in Derek Carr.
0: Well, you mentioned. Rich Bisaccia you mentioned Derek Carr Mayock had high praise for Bisaccia but let's listen you mentioned Derek Carr let's listen to what the quarterback had to say about his former coach
4: Y'all
1: know me, man. I don't condone that kind of talk. I don't talk that way. My kids sure as heck will never talk that way. And uh, it's hard because I love the man so much. You know what I mean? Like I have family members that have done things. I've done things that I'm glad that I'm still loved, you know. And uh, I think more than anything, Coach needs people to help him, to love him in whatever areas, you know, that we can. But at the same time, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Yeah. See. So, so there mm-hmm. you go. -hmm. That that that's Derek Carr speaking. He's out. He he he's he he feels good now. He ain't telling you that, but he ain't got a problem saying that about hey, what's right is right, is wrong is wrong. Which tells me he gets it, he understands it, which says that his kids don't speak that way, and he don't condone that type of behavior.
0: I I think that was pitch perfect by Derek Carr. Agreed. Like I'm thinking because it's it's a tough situation to be in, and we've all been in life. You love somebody. You know, you have a personal relationship with them. The way they've treated you is one thing, right? What you know about them. And then they do something that you're like, I cannot condone that. Ma- and now Max, there have to be consequences for that. Max, you, you
1: are 100% right. I had a personal relationship and friendship with Bruce Allen since I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And seeing and hearing the emails and all the information hurt me to a core. Like, d- as disappointed as you could ever imagine, I reached out to Bruce the other day and told him, when it's time, we need to talk. When you feel that we, we need to talk, I text him and I didn't expect a reply. But I knew I would. There's so much going on swirling around his world. I knew damn well he would not going call me back. I'm the last person on the list and I get it. But it hurt me so much to know that he was involved because he ain't never showed me that side of him. He ain't never. He just. I've never seen that before. You know. What and Keith, so when you yeah. put that trust in somebody like that, and then you find out that he betrayed you to that degree, and he's aligned himself with somebody like Gruden to to be able to do those things in those emails, and I, I just, it's it's sickening.
2: Yeah, I, I think a lot of this, and Max, you bring up that great point. And Keith, thank you for that story. I think all this is so relatable. It's like when George Floyd happened. You had a lot of people that I knew for a long time that had very strong takes on it that I didn't felt did a good enough job trying to take the pulse of what some black people were going through in daily life. Right. And I think those were situations that I was like, I I love you. I really don't like you right now. And I denounce what you're saying. And I, it's very, it's a, it's a very relatable thing. I think Derek Carr hit the nail right on the head. I can, I can love you. I just really disagree with some of the things that you've said, because I don't think that's who you are, but you've shown people who don't know you that's who you are.
0: The thing about the way Derek Carr spoke is sometimes words can come out and they're tortured, and you understand that the person is doing calculus in their head. They're calculating, like, what do I have to say to do it? And Derek Carr, like, you can't really read people what's in their heart. It's hard, right? But the way Derek Carr spoke sounded to me like he mentioned it, he gets it. He understands the situation. How are, you, how are you a friend to somebody and also do the right thing in the moment when your friend does the wrong thing, right? I thought he hit it on the head. Mike Mayock had high praise for Rich Passaccia. Uh, and, Key, you just talked about Rich Passaccia, apparently with a very good reputation around the league. But listen to what the Raiders GM said about the new interim head coach.
5: I don't see a vacuum of leadership, Okay. Uh, And I want to be really clear about that. Rich Bisaccia is the best leader I've ever been around. Okay? Uh, The players respect and love Rich Bisaccia. So, from that perspective, he and I are all in together on this 100%. Okay? We're three and two. And so, any kind of conversation about what we're going to do after the season to me is premature. You're going to let this season play out. We're going to see what happens. And I'm going to back this son of a gun unequivocally.
0: Key, wait, why wasn't Basaccio, if he's the best leader of men that the GM has ever seen, already head coach?
1: I, 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 so I'm asking that. But I, uh, I chuckled because he says, you know, we're three or two. We're going to let the season play out. And we'll deal with it at the end of the season. I'm like <laughs> saying to myself, you might not be there at the end of the season because Gruden brought you in. And the fact that Gruden brought him in, a new head coach, if it's not Basachi, and if it is Basachi, it won't be because Mike Mayock hired him. It's because Mike, Mark Davis hired him. So, therefore, Rich may not want to work with Mike Mayock moving forward. That's why I laugh. But to answer your question, Max, because John Gruden brought in Rich Basaccia. He, he brought him in. He was our special teams coach in Tampa. He's a special team coach in Dallas when Rob Marinelli was down there as a defensive coordinator. They all kind of, you know, Coach Marinelli's another guy who is a great individual, who's a defensive line coach from the Raiders. So one thing Mayock is right about, as I said before, it won't be any issues on the coaching staff because the one thing that's gone, the the, the as they like to call it, the rotten apple, that rotten apple's gone. It's in the trash can. It's gone. There's a whole new batch that's growing and that, that is Rich Basaccia. that is Greg Olson, that is Rob Marinelli, that is those guys that are there on that team coaching those players now. They understand. Groom's out of the locker room. He, they don't have to worry about that anymore. What they got to do now as a team is rally together in the locker room behind Coach Basaccia and get things done the way that they know how. And this may be a blessing for many players. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by this is, as you know, Jay, there are guys that may have not gotten the opportunity to perform at the highest level for the Raiders because of the biased opinion about the head coach, about what type of player that individual is. And so now that the head coach is no longer there, the this position coach now who liked that player that was advocating for that particular player can now go and say, Hey, I like him at this position because He does a better job than this individual on this down and distance on this particular play, and that's the kind of behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't really understand. Mark this down, Jay and Max. There will be a handful of players that will emerge for the Raiders as not necessarily superstars, but where the hell were they at for five games or where the hell was this guy at? You watch what I tell you. It always happens that way because – the new coach says i 've always liked this guy, but the old head coach would never give this guy an opportunity now i 'm in charge i 'm going to elevate this person. No,
2: I agree with you Anki, and I, I think you know our next hour that we have there 's also a deeper dive into discussion because mark davis 's throwaway line and you can ask the NFL about that, I think uh, opens a huge can of worms about a bigger discussion mm. about the Washington football team mm. and about what else could potentially come out of these quote-unquote leaked emails
1: what type of worms are, are, are that are they jay are they, uh, they sure they, fishing they, they, worms
2: they worms. worms that birds really like that fish they look delicious that's what it seems they, to me yeah, I think gummy that. bear worms or what, <laughs> what type of worms
0: where are you going right when you when, when you want to hear from mark davis where's mark davis why is mike mayock saying this mm-hmm. stuff right where's mark da- where are the owners well we'll refer to you to the to the nfl the NFL is the thirty-two owners. Like that's there you the, go. the represent the thirty two. That's the line owners. that
2: tells you everything about what that situation is right there.
0: You know, it, do, it is interesting to me that you know A's hire what is it? Uh, B's hire, A's hire what is it? B's higher I C's? don't even know where you're going right now. I forgot. The point is, <laughs> it's interesting to me that Gruden show. that Gruden hired such a strong staff. But there is football tonight. We got seven-time champion Thursday night football. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willamax, ESPN Radio.